Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. This is the 250th episode of Explore the Space. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro. I'm absolutely delighted you're here, and I am so pleased and proud that we are at episode number 250. This is also episode eight of our extraordinary and so fun Med Lasso series. Can't wait to get to that as well. Before we get to our episode, a thank you to Lori Bedkey and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. We are back for this extra special 250th episode of Explore the Space. We are going to be jumping into the ninth episode of Ted Lasso Season 2. This is part of our extraordinary Med Lasso series. My guests are, of course, the wonderful Dr. Syed Tabatabai and special guest Dr. Ali Raja. He is back on Explore the Space podcast, and we are going to jump into episode nine. It's a fun one, and we have a special treat at the end. Please listen all the way through. There's something waiting for you on the other end of this really fun episode. Definitely join in our conversations on Twitter about Ted Lasso. Tag your tweets with hashtag MedLasso as well. And you can definitely check out the whole archive of MedLasso. The links are in the show notes, and you can go to www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can find the archive of MedLasso there. And obviously, please do check out the entire archive of the show. 250 episodes, content on, obviously, Ted Lasso. We've got content on a variety of really important and critical things like gender equity, climate change, gun violence anti-racism leadership. I'm really proud of the ecosystem that we built and this long list of evergreen content and the unbelievably talented, brilliant, and generous guests who have come on Explore the Space. Look through the archive, pick out some fun stuff, listen to things that you haven't checked out before. Please do enjoy. If you have a chance to leave us a rating and a review, that would really help the show out. Wherever you like to download your shows, you can find Explore the Space. That five-star rating and review really does help us out. Another special announcement, we are going to be doing a virtual live show this coming Tuesday, a Med Lasso mashup with the Women in Medicine Summit. The Women in Medicine Summit just wrapped up. It was extraordinary, and I highly recommend everybody check it out next year. Check out the archived content. It was really remarkable. You can look on Twitter, hashtag WIM Summit, to see all of the amazing presentations and images and conversations that were happening a very, very special two days run by our friend of Explore the Space podcast and Medlasso, Dr. Shika Jane. Really, really proud of everything that happened there. It was remarkable to see. Can't wait to do that live show. It's going to be me, Shika, Syed, and our friend, Dr. Jesse Allen. We're going to have a great time. And you can sign up on Zoom. You can join us, jump into the conversation. We're going to make it interactive. It's going to be a total blast. Can't wait to participate. Speaking of the Women in Medicine Summit, I was really honored to be awarded the Women in Medicine Summit 2021 I stand with her hashtag he for she award. It was very special. I was really touched by it. I did have the opportunity to give a short acceptance speech as well, which I put into 
the show notes. It's a really great opportunity for all of us men to acknowledge and come to grips with the critical importance of the gender equity issue in healthcare and beyond, and to start thinking about and really getting deliberate about ways that we can and must participate in making that better. But I was really honored to receive that award. It was very, very special to me. And I did just want to say that out loud on this episode of Explore the Space, because this show obviously means a great deal to me as well. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show. You can email me anytime, Mark, at explorethespaceshow.com. All of that said, some really fun announcements, an even better episode. Med Lasso jumping into Ted Lasso episode nine with Syed Tabatabai and Ali Raja. Let's get amongst it. Syed, welcome back to Med Lasso. We are three quarters of the way through season two of Ted Lasso. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Wow, what an episode. I mean, talk about narrative momentum. After the after hours one, this this one felt like it was I was amazed how much they packed in there. I I was amazed as well. And speaking of packing things in there, we have a special guest today who does so many different things. I cannot believe it. Dr. Ali Raja, welcome. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me, Syed. Thank you so much for letting me on the show. Off the top of your head, just give us like the five highlights from this past week of cool things that you've done. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. This. So the first cool thing that I did was actually today uh, for my birthday, my son and my wife, really, but my son arranged for me to go to a place, um, a place called Boston Robotics, which I don't know if you've heard of, but you've seen their videos they're, they They did the ones with that like yellow dog and the like dancing robot. And they don't give tours or anything, but it turns out that one of my kids, friends, dads is like a super muckety muck there who runs this robotic design program. And so he gave me a tour for my birthday, which was amazing. I got to go and like play with robots. And by the way, I, you know, I, I work in an urban hospital and so we, it's not super fancy, but this is kind of like a Google type place, right? They have all these lounge chairs and they have all this free coffee and snacks. And so we were just gorging ourselves on Snickers and chocolate and free coffee for like two hours while we got the most amazing backstage robot tour ever. And I don't need four other things because that was the coolest thing I've done all year. Well, I am fully committed to making sure that your experience on Med Lasso is cooler. So let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Episode nine for me was great, but I do want to flash back to episode eight for a second because Ollie is here and he is our sartorial guide. He is the person that we go to on our Med Twitter community for advice on attire pocket squares when he was on explore the space i mean he just broke it all down for us talk to us for a moment about beard's magic pants <laughs> oh my god so this the the thing about special and amazing pieces of clothing is that you need a story behind them right it can't just be hey i went out to target or i went out to nordstrom's or i went wherever and i just got some clothes because i paid 80 bucks for a pair of pants or 800 bucks for a pair of pants the special, the most amazing and meaningful clothing you have has a story behind it. And Beard has an amazing story for those pants. I had a pair of crushed velvet black pants for years, and they were called the party pants. Um, <laughs> they are they are retired now. They're in the Hall of Fame, but I had party <laughs> pants. They, they weren't they weren't pants for a party. They were, hey, hon, go get the party pants. We need the party pants tonight. OK, let's let's break them out. Saya, did you ever have an epic piece of clothing? I have a black leather jacket um, that I 
God, that was worn by Dave Kuning of the Killers, the guitarist for the Killers. And uh, <laughs> you love that jacket. So I love much. that jacket. I mean, <laughs> it, it fits a little tight. I'll be, I'll be honest, but it is it is a great jacket. It's got I love drugs stitched in the inside there. <laughs> and if anyone ever sees me wearing that, it's it's it, I have some explaining to do. But it's an awesome jacket. <laughs> that is we're gonna need you to actually wear that into the locker room on an episode <laughs> of Men- maybe for the season finale or something i'm tempted to say go and get it but we are on a deadline because we have a special event coming up later in the episode but i want to pivot into episode nine i've done a little bit of a thought experiment with this i only watched it once normally i like to watch the episodes a couple times i only watched that one once and it was really just because i wanted to just spend some time in the the artistry of it ali have you watched a 45 minute episode you're an emergency room physician you experience emotional highs and lows by the quarter hour syed you are an intent you know you're a you're a nephrologist slash intensivist slash hospitalist because you are so immersed in the hospital same thing right emotional swings by the hour have you ever experienced 45 minutes of something that is ostensibly for entertainment that has been able to pull those levers of emotion so dramatically ollie first no, I, you know, I really haven't. And I'll tell you, the reason that it was so telling in this episode is that it wasn't that I mean, all the characters were great, but Rebecca herself had such highs and lows, right? When she wakes up in the first scene in the bed with Sam, she's on this high and it's great. And it's, it's kind of funny when her mom comes over and then she hits these real lows when she talks to her mom about, the, you know, her dad and the fact that he cheated on her. And then she has this amazing scene during the funeral. And I know we're going to get into that, but the range of emotion that she felt, much less everybody else, was something I had never experienced before. Syed, you know what I liked about it is she expressed those emotions. And one of the things I worry about for us kind of doubles back to season one when Nate is kind of giving Roy a bit of the business. And he says, you've got all your anger in here, but you don't let it out. Like after a day in the intensive care unit as a nephrologist, we don't get to necessarily let those emotions out. Rebecca, to her credit, was able to fully embrace and express those as a whole person. Are we very good at that? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think we're it, it varies. I think we're getting better. I think there's more awareness about needing to be good at that. I think a lot of physicians, you know, like Dr. Gold, for example, Jesse Gold are talking about that, um, about the need for us to be in touch with our uh, emotions. But you're, you're right. Uh, Hannah's absolutely in touch with them. And uh, I think back to her, you know, I, there was a there was a big hug in this episode between uh uh, Ted and, 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 and Sharon, right. And, uh, Dr. Sharon, Dr. Fieldstone. And I think back to hugs and Hannah's hug with Ted, um, after her confession, you know, in, in, in season one, uh, she's been really good about her emotions her, I feel like her relationship with her emotions are, is very healthy. Ollie, what do you think about the, um, expression of emotion as a cornerstone of the show like they have really leaned on it where the way people express their emotion whatever whether it's isaac cutting hair and it's like a celebration whether it's beard strapping on the the magic pants whether it's rebecca riding these highs and lows what do you think about the way emotional expression is like the beating heart of the show it really hits home. And it's, it's at least for me, at least, and maybe it's just because I've forgotten some of season one, or maybe it's because I've rewatched almost all the episodes of season two. So recently, I feel like they're expressing more emotion now than they did in season one. And it's really reflective of the fact that we as a society, and especially 
as healthcare workers are now much more open. As Syed was saying, as Dr. as Dr. Gold was saying a few episodes ago, we're much more open and willing to express our own feelings and the fact that we're not quite right right now. And it's okay to be not right. And I don't think they did that as much in season one. And I really think it's been a cornerstone of season two. They must have gotten feedback about that. I totally agree with you that, you know, in the writer's room or however they craft the episode that they must have gotten feedback that, look, we need to really like dig into this. We could have gone so many different directions, right? They could have made it all about trying to get back into the Premier League or something. like. There's no soccer. They've really made that conscious decision to say that's the place that we need to go. And man, talk about situational awareness and strategic vision for what the world is going to look like. And for like for us creating a podcast specifically because it resonates so much with a, a, an entire profession. Syed, if you were in that writer's room now, how many high fives would you be giving them? <laughs> oh, man, high fives all around. You know, it, it, you're right. It, it, they had so many places they could have taken this. And, uh, you know, Ali's right, too, in the sense that the it feels like it's hitting a lot harder. And, you know, one of those things is they've done such a good job of investing us in these characters over the arc of the season so far. And by all the character building that they've done, all these little moments, you know, a lot of uh, storytelling is these big sweeps and these big reveals and like Game of Thrones style, you know, and big like the Red Wedding, for example, and stuff like that. Ted Lasso tends to go the other way. To me, it's a show about small moments and these small moments build real characters. And then when you have real characters and you're invested in them, you can generate all sorts of real emotion. You can generate highs, you can generate lows. I mean, Danny Rojas, right? That bit with the shoes. It's a great physical comedy. But knowing what we know about his character and how upbeat he is and everything, the fact that it's him in those shoes having that reaction makes that comedy hit so much harder. Oh, you're so right. You know, all these different characters, we know them. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know, know them, but it feels like we do, right? And so when they pull those levers at this point in the writer's room, they're able to elicit really powerful things. For you, Ali, when you're in the ED, and you're in the recess room or you're in a debrief with your team or something like that. Is it the big dramatic sweeping moments that make you feel emotional later? Or is it something small over the course of the shift that when you're driving home kind of makes your breath catch or makes you laugh or something like that? It's always the small things. It's, yeah, totally. and you, I mean, all three of us know this, right? It's always yeah. the small things, the big but dramatic you- things we might we might laugh about a little bit afterwards, but but it's the small things that we look yeah. back on on the drive home and so, say, wow, that is what I'm going to remember about today in a year. I'm not going to remember the big things. I'm going to remember the little thing in the way that you made me feel. Part of me feels like Syed put on his black jacket, the black leather jacket from the killers and actually was a, like a, a ninja writer for Ted Lasso. And he's super cagey and he's just not telling us because we know <laughs> he's a good writer. We know he's wicked he's an smart. amazing writer. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You guys are at the real Dr. T on Twitter, I would delight in it. I would not be surprised by it. So just own that compliment, Syed. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys are too good. I got a ping from a fan of, of Med Lasso and someone who I was able to get to watch Ted Lasso, and she's totally in, and she sent us a great question last week. Dr. Nancy Spector, at Nancy Spector, MD on Twitter. Last week, she's asked, who is your Roy Kent? Out of nowhere, she texted me and said, Mark, who is your Trent Krim? Syed, who is your Trent Krim, the independent? Oh, boy. It's a beast of a question. Yeah, because the question, I mean, the first question in that question is, is what is, who is Trent Krim for Ted? Right. Yeah. You know, 
No, and, for you. And for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but, but no, but, but Syed's right. Syed's right. It's yeah. who is Trent Krim for Ted, and, and who, who, how would you describe Trent Krim for Ted? And then Syed's got to find his Trent Krim. I like that. Okay, that's fair. I take that on board. Yeah. Good. I like it. Okay. I mean, he he sort of keeps Ted honest. Um, mm-hmm. He asks incisive questions. He sort of focuses Ted a little bit on the job at hand. Um, man, he has aspirational <laughs> hair. I mean, he has aspirational, aspirational hair. hair. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm you know I'm not sure I have a Trent Krim. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have one person who does all those things. I mean, there are people within my practice. You know, we have meetings in our practice, and our practice leader, her name's April. She's a bit of a Trent Krim because she puts the questions to us every month at our monthly meetings about you know <laughs> what are we doing to get better, where what are our goals, where's our you know wh- where are we going. I, I think she would probably be my Trent, and she's got amazing hair, so I think that would probably be it for me. Ali, who is your Trent Krim, the independent? I think the way that I look at Trent is similar to Syed's in that there's there's an element of critic, but there's also an element of um, you know, cheerleader, somebody who is going to, uh, who has turned into an exceptionally supportive character, but still is willing to hold the mirror up to Ted. And so for me, I, I will admit that I had the extra minute or so while Syed was thinking this up, right? So one of my, one of my mentors, I have, a, I have this whole locker room, if you will, full of mentors. And there's four or five different people, men and women, who have really mentored me over the years. One of them is actually the, a guy by the name of Rich Zane, who is out at the University of Colorado. He's the chair of emergency medicine out there. And he was my mentor when he was at the Brigham here. He is the one who will call me out on my BS. And I, I can't remember whether or not this is an R-rated podcast or not, Mark. But he is the one who, will, if, I, if, I, if he asks me a question and I give him the political or pat answer, he'll say, no, that's, that's, that's not the truth. That's not the real answer. Tell me what you're really thinking. Let's be honest with each other. And he calls me out on that once or twice a year when I try to sneak things by him and tell him that I'm doing fine when I'm really not. To answer your question about the rating of this podcast, he called you out <laughs> on your bullshit, right? That is exactly <laughs> right. And he does it often. Yeah, fair enough. For me, when, when, I, when Nancy asked me the question, I was totally like, I texted her like, oh my gosh, please give me permission to use that on the next med lasso. She said, sure. I, I, I don't want to sound like a narcissist. I want it to be me. I want it to be my own internal voice because mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I used to be hypercritical of myself and a perfectionist and really afraid of conflict. And all of this variety of things that over time I've worked hard to work on. And I think at least recently, it's been my own kind of internal voice and conscience that's been prompting me, I think, in ways to do good things. I have other people in my life, but I guess probably because it's a lot of the isolation from the pandemic where I'm not with the like physically in the locker room, like at a restaurant with a bunch of my friends or something like that, that maybe I'm filling that void. Um, I, I don't know. It, it As I'm saying it out loud, it sounds kind of horrendous. but it, no, I think it's for right now, it's my internal voice that over the years has, I guess, matured a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. We have to talk a little bit about a, we've we talked about the soundtrack and the soundtrack of the show and how great it is. You know what it makes me miss? I don't know how we could pull it off because hospitals are so noisy. I think one of the reasons there's a fascination with music in the operating room is because there's no music anywhere else in the hospital. Right. The hospital is so noisy. Syed, if you could have ambient music whilst making rounds in the hospital or in the office, what would you want on that soundtrack? 
So for me, if I'm thinking and doing critical work and, and engaged in something, it can't have words to it. That's my own personal thing. Oh, I study okay. to instrumental music. I've always studied to instrumental music. So to, for me, it would be some movie soundtrack theme or some classical theme or something like that, which I know is a little bit of a, uh, a cop out, but that's just the way I am. I can't, I can't, if there are lyrics involved, I start to listen to the lyrics and I sort of, <laughs> I can't when, stay when, on when, task. When, when you get asked a random question for the first time by a heavily caffeinated podcast host, there's no cop out. <laughs> that's, an, that's an awesome answer. I really liked it a lot. Ali, what would be your soundtrack when you're in the emergency department? You know, I'll tell you this. We actually do. And this, I don't know if this is a thing at other places, but I'll tell you. A lot of our residents and our PAs and our NPs, and maybe it's because I've got a couple of decades on some of them now, but they, they'll actually play music in our little clinician work area. And so there's a speaker and they'll often be stuff. So we often do have soundtracks. It, it's usually a little bit too modern for my, my taste, but, but there's definitely music playing. If I had my choice, it would just be all 80s all the time, specifically all the Bon Jovi and REM you could possibly find. And I would just do Bon Jovi all the time. I, he was my first concert. I went to so many of his concerts. My wife bought me Bon Jovi concert tickets a year and a half ago. And then it got, the show got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And, and then he did like this virtual concert instead, which just didn't cut it. And so I'm waiting for him to come back to Boston. Please come back, John. I miss you. <laughs> come back. Come back, John Bon Jovi. We need you. I, I remember one of my times where I felt like the most detached from real life was I was the on-call ICU resident. I got on the elevator, the EKG tech, who was the nicest guy, it's two in the morning, gets on the elevator. Hey, how's it going? Oh, long night. And he looks at me and he says, time to relax. And he put on his earbuds or his earphones and he turned on like his disc man or something like that. And I remember feeling like I want that so badly and I am so far away from that. Ever since that, like my wife and I will joke like, ah, oh, time to relax and we'll put on a movie or we'll put on some music or something like that. But that little statement. Uh, so I don't know how to even unlock what music would look like, because I'd feel like I'm doing something wrong. I feel like I'm getting away with something. But that all said, speaking of 80s music, has there ever been, Syed, you get to take this one first, but everybody wants this question. Like everyone listening is going to have their answer ready to roll. Has there ever been a better cover of a classic song that everybody knows in the history of movies or television when they covered never going to let you down in like three different ways. No, 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 <laughs> no analysis. Know. Ali, how about no. you? I know. No analysis <laughs> needed. It's no, no, Ali, no, that, that's it. And the fact that it evolved, right. It wasn't yeah. just, I mean, you, she's, if I remember right, I only watched the episode once. Like she started by speaking the lyrics sort of yes. pausingly and haltingly. And then yes. she began singing. And I, all I remember is my wife and I obviously watch this together all the time. And I remember there was an episode, maybe last season, maybe earlier this season, where it showed that Rebecca could sing. Like That's she can thing. actually sing. Totally. And she was amazing. And then, you know, she sort of starts haltingly. And then you can start hearing the vibrato in her voice and she's picking it up. And so yeah. just watching the or hearing the evolution of the song made it even more special. I love the way they put the person who they've already established. And I think in real life, too, that she is like a... Uh, a highly acclaimed uh, uh, singer that they let her kind of take that, but they started it slow and it was a little bit of a slow burn. And then she really got rolling. I just, it was incredible. And I love that Rick Astley on Twitter, I think it was this morning actually said, I loved what they did with this. Like he got emotional. It's this really cool little black and white clip, but it's him today. And he's like, I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso. I love what they did with it. And it made me reflect like, 
the artists don't get to give permission when their songs are used unless they own their own catalog. And I don't think most artists, I don't think own their own catalog. They just get a royalty when the, you know, the licensing gets done. So he may or may not. Yeah, that was a big thing with being, Taylor Swift recently, right? That was yeah. the whole thing over the past couple of years is that she didn't own it. She didn't own her catalog. And remember, like Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog and there was a big backlash. And it, oh, wow. I remember that was the first time me realizing, like, wait a minute, artists don't own their own songs because I was a teenager and I didn't understand these things. Um, but I, I just thought it was incredible. And then having him kind of reflect back on it, I really, really liked a lot. Um, speaking of things that I like a lot, it is time for us to go to the place that our guests must join us, Syed. It's time for us to go to the locker room. <laughs> Ali, are you ready to come to the locker room with Marcus Syed? Well, I was ready. And and then I just saw Syed like crack his knuckles and get all geared up. And, and now I'm a little scared. No, no, no. It's just. I'm, yeah, that's what he does before it's uh, time for Sark and Mayed. But I'll, I'll hold him back. I'll hold him back. All right. We start with the same question every time. It's like a rhythm for me. I can do it in my sleep. Ali, what's your ruling on tea? <laughs> my ruling on tea is situational. Mark, I'm, I'm Pakistani. I was born in Pakistan. I grew up in Texas. My my parents are, are are huge tea drinkers, but I don't drink tea. I drink coffee. But whenever I visit them, I drink tea because the thing is they they bought like a can of Folgers instant coffee 10 years ago and they keep it in the house for whenever I visit, thinking that that's the coffee that I want to drink. And every now and then they'll try to make me a cup. So I just drink <laughs> tea when I'm there. I drink coffee everywhere else. So it, it reminds me of my parents. So I like it. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. This is for, for all of us, because I don't think we've actually done this one in the locker room yet. Let's talk about preferred snacks while watching the show. I actually sent this in a tweet to Bill Lawrence, who's the creator of the show, and he didn't reply because, you know, we're not best friends, apparently. Um, and I was pretty crestfallen. Ollie, when you're watching the show, what is your favorite snack? Uh, wasabi coated peas and sake. Uh, that's of just, course, I, mean, I just did to this be. two nights ago, so I so I remember. It, but it, it just had to be. It's too good. It's too. I, I, we're gonna have to retire this question. So I had. You want me to go next, or yeah, do, do, you I, do, I have, the, do I have? I'll to go next. That. I'll go next. <laughs> Mine has become um, the Trader Joe's imitation. It's not an imitation. That's not fair. The Trader Joe replica of the Oreo cookie called a oh. JoJo, and it's the it's the the dark cookie thing with the frosting in the middle. Nice. But their frosting ratio is higher. It's like 50%. It's not a double stuff where no. it's all screwy. No, no, no that's too much. It's exactly it, like the JoJo cookie. So I'll get like a nice, I don't talk about numbers of cookies. I talk about height. Like I want to get eight inches of JoJo's <laughs> and that does me right. So Syed, you've got, you've got a top wasabi peas and sake and eight an eight inch stack of Jojo cookies. What's Whatever you choose is fine. <laughs> I already, I already can't top that. <laughs> Even if I made something up, it wouldn't be anywhere close. To that. Uh, I, I like, uh, I don't know the name of the brand. It's like this, it, it's like this silly name, like boom, chicka pow or something like that. Popcorn. And it comes in all these. Can you say that again? I don't, I don't think the mics picked that up. Could you just say that again one more time? Boom, chicka pow. I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, okay. I, I know this is great entertainment value for this podcast, but um boom, I think we have you guys are, Yeah, if you guys are out there, I would appreciate like some sponsorship <laughs> stuff. Totally. But yeah, they come in flavored popcorn. So it's caramel, cheese, and salted and all the stuff. So I usually have one okay. of Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ollie, would you let Isaac cut your hair? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll, so here's the thing. My wife has cut my hair for the past 16 years, ever since we've been engaged and I've never had it cut by anybody else, but I would make an exception. And the great, the amazing thing is she would want me to make an exception for Isaac. 
But she'd want to probably like be there to like party with them. Oh, she'd like, want to like be in that locker room partying. Just like yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Syed, I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, he, he can do my beard. He can do my beard. He could totally trim your beard. Yeah, he could trim. He could totally trim. That's true, actually. He could get you a nice cleanup. Um, I need a haircut right now. It's been two months and it's kind of, as you guys can see, like it's getting, it's getting a little out of sorts. But uh, yeah, I would definitely let Isaac, I would definitely let Isaac get after it. Um, the best line from the episode, Syed. Episode nine specifically, not a whole season. Best line from episode nine. I don't know if I can. Um, it, I don't know if I can quote a verbatim line, but for me, it was you know the the, the final revelation about what makes Ted Ted. Uh, that was just so powerful for me when he was talking to Sharon. Um, and you know when, when he says something about you know worrying that other people are in pain or other people might be in pain, and 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 suddenly all those innocent things that he's been saying all the time, all those little friendly things. They take on a whole new meaning, right? In that moment, you suddenly understand what makes Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. Mm. And thinking about yeah. if his dad had known how good a dad he was, he might still be here. You know, the kind of secret pain that people carry. I was I was wrecked. I went, you know, mm. that that scene. I don't remember yeah. the exact line, but it was something about uh, people being in pain or, uh, you know, him w- worrying about the pain people carry. That line just, I felt the earth shift beneath me when I saw that. It was just powerful. I absolutely loved it. Ollie, how about for you? What was your favorite line or your be- the best line, your favorite line, however you want to interpret it from episode nine? Syed actually reminded me of this earlier when he talked about the hug. It's when Ted and Dr. Fieldstone are hugging and he asks her permission if he can hug, if she can hug him. And then he says, <laughs> are you going to charge me for this? And she says, of course I am. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like, like that. It's a house call. Like it's going to be, it's actually going to charge you more. Ted. Yeah, you. yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's interesting. You, you, you guys mentioned um, Jesse earlier on the show, Jesse Gold, and she has shared on Twitter how the show is actually becoming really difficult for her to watch because she feels like she's at work mm, because yeah. of what's happening with that relationship. And I think we always have to kind of, again, have that situational awareness like this show, because of the intensity of the emotions and the way they're depicted, like it's great. Like I'm celebrating the whole thing, but I've also had some parts of it that I really felt like it was hard to watch. Everyone is having that with different things. And I actually really appreciated Jesse being that transparent, like this mm-hmm. show is actually becoming really difficult for me to watch. And I thought that that was really brave of her to share that with us because you're kind of flying in the face of everybody. And they're like, yeah, great. Ted Lasso, no spoilers, right. new episode. She's like, this is actually kind of sucks. And I appreciate that it was a good kind of reminder uh, for me. So I have one from, I have one from our med la- hashtag med lasso community, Dr. Annalise Sorrentino at blazer MD on Twitter. She is a peds ED doc in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, my people. Her f- and exactly her favorite line and you guys are immediately going to agree avenge me <laughs> <laughs> and she's right and it it resonates and it's like our whole profession is like avenge me <laughs> I, I love that it was from her and and i will say this too dr sorrentino we're going to remember it's it's on twitter and twitter lasts forever you have agreed to be our kansas city concierge oh. when med lasso goes to kansas city for the official ted lasso tour she was like i'm in amazing let's do it i mean it's in her name blazer kc on twitter so we're gonna definitely make that happen my favorite line though this is a fun one and i'm not I, i'm not trying to be like super clever this is really my favorite line it's the line we couldn't hear between rupert and nate that's yeah. the one i've been thinking about ever since oh, yeah. the episode they dressed him up to look like the emperor i mean he looks yeah. like a bond villain right the no collar shirt the goatee like he just looked so sinister he said something to nate and nate smiled that was no bueno for me what did you think of the line not spoken i think rupert's buying another team that's why he gave away the shares 
And I think he's got a spot on that team for Nate. That's what I think is going on. I mean, you know, when Nate, Nate's never, he, his thread sort of dropped by the wayside a little bit. You know, they were really developing his turn to the dark side and that's sort of on the back burner. But the bit he said about wanting to be a tiger and, uh, you know, Coach Beard giving him that look, I think that little little nugget of uh, resentment or insecurity or, you know, whatever it is that's driving him. I think Rupert sees it and uh, he's swooping in for the for the kill so to speak so let's turn this into our prediction so we we always like to do a prediction syed that's a great one and i like it and i'll just let you claim that spot ali i just want to tell you if you go back and listen to the archive of med lasso the guest predictions have been outrageous outrageous and i know you've listened i know you're ready what is your prediction for season two well, I, I will admit that I, I had two. The first is just the same as Syed, so I'm not even going to reiterate that because that was so perfect, and I totally think that's going to happen. Yeah. The second is, I think after this episode, I think Ted's going to go back home soon. I, I think he had a breakthrough with Dr. Fieldstone about his dad and about, you know what? His dad was actually a pretty good dad. He just wasn't around that much, and Ted hated him for it. And I think he's going to realize that he doesn't want Henry to think the same of him. And so I think he's going to go back home for a couple of episodes and he's going to leave the team in the hands of Coach Beard and Coach Kent. And I actually don't know Nate's last name. Um, and then he's going to come back and he's going to just be a different person. He's going to be a much better person for visiting his son. Do you think that is amazing? Can I put these two together and just ask a question before I give my prediction? An amazing cliffhanger for season two would be Nate has two job offers. He has the Rupert team NOS, not otherwise specified, and he has AFC Richmond. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun cliffhanger. You guys are so good. We didn't even script this. You guys just figured this out. My prediction, I don't feel like I'm like, I don't feel like I'm getting as many pushups in as I normally could because I don't feel like this is my best prediction ever. Um, I do think that they're going to switch back to some really good soccer emphasis, and I think Mm, that they're going to make sure they show us get the team back into the premier league they're they're good at like really quickly you know it's like arlo white will be like at the dog track he'll be saying okay we're here in the final week and over the last three weeks you know afc richmond has scored and that sort of thing but um they they i think are really really good at just keeping it on lock and um bringing us back to that point and we need afc richmond to get back into the premier league because season one ended with ted lasso using like his only expletive where he said we got to go back and win the whole fucking thing so i think they're gonna get back to that i don't think they're gonna lose that central thread um and i think that they're gonna tee up because they need i do feel like they need the sports kind of like background to get us through um the rest of the way but how, how does that land for you guys is that weak sauce and don't spare my feelings so I'll, I'll admit that I think we all sort of saw that at the beginning of the season, but I think we've sort of forgotten about the soccer for the characters. And I think you just reminded me that, yeah, of course, there has to be something happening with the soccer in the background. There's been games happening. We've seen a couple of big games and unfortunately a big loss, but there has to be something about the Premier League and potentially getting back in. There's a season three after all, right? We know that that was announced. And yeah, so there's got to right. be something big for season three. That's right. That's right. And I totally agree with you. Ollie, would you do a session with Dr. Sharon Fieldstone? I would. And I wouldn't even make her come to my house. I would go wherever she was and I would go and have an amazing session. That's awesome. Syed, given that you've heard that question asked so many times now, what given so you're like five sessions in with Dr. Sharon Fieldstone at this point. Have you had a breakthrough in your five sessions with Dr. Sharon Fieldstone at this stage? 
we've had breakthroughs within breakthroughs okay. within breakthroughs. I'm Good. I'm a, I'm an entirely different person now. Okay. Very or cool. I'm more in touch with the person I originally was. I'm my original person now. What is your favorite memory, Ali, uh, for for yourself around the Ted Lasso experience so far in season two? I'll tell you the um, just watching Roy and Keeley's relationship develop and how it's made them both better people, but quite honestly, how it's made Roy a better person, or maybe he was always this way, but it's allowed him to express a side of him that we had never seen before. Watching that has been amazing. And my wife and I just sit there and, you know, we'll hold hands when they're doing whatever they're doing. And it's just, it's amazing watching their relationship develop. Syed, what has been the part of the show that you'd say, you know what, as much as I love this, you're going to hate this question. As much as I love the show, if I was in the editing room, I'd have cut that out. Ooh. The Jamie Roy Keeley triangle. Oh, um, me too. Me too. I didn't uh, like it. There was no we were texting about this though. We, we were texting about this. I, it's like, ah, it's, it was, they don't, they never do anything obvious. It's fine, but it's, in juxtaposition with the rest of the show, it's just not, it just doesn't feel like it's the same caliber and like wedging it in at the funeral and stuff. It was like they're on minute 120 of 140 minute long rom-com and they right. just kind of had to fit it in. Right. I don't know. James yeah, fun and entertaining. I didn't think that we needed that from him. Yeah. No, it actually made me think less of him, right? Like I, I thought he was going, at, you know, he's becoming a better person, but this isn't the kind of thing that you do. That's it. Yeah. If you want to, if, yeah, you don't do that. I think it would have been really cool if like he meets somebody else and we get to meet the new person and there's some jokes and some hijinks and some silliness. And that person sits in the box with, you know, Rebecca and Keely. And that could have been a fun little arc for him, because I think that the Jamie Tart, like it's funny that they made him a reality TV star at the start of season two. The Jamie Tart like season would be fun. I mean, that'd be good TV. That'd be a good like YouTube channel, like little 20 minuteers. I'd totally be into that. We need to start to move ourselves towards the finish. The prediction, we need to come up with a catchy name for the guest prediction because it is, we need like a, an award or like a plaque. It's outrageous how good you all are. Are you guys like planning this? <laughs> I think, you know, I, it has become sort of my favorite, not my favorite part of the Med Lasso shows, but it's a very good part of Med Lasso shows. So, well, yeah. so I will say that while I was watching the episode, I was thinking to myself and honestly, my wife was coaching me in where the show could go uh, from here. So yeah, I think, I think your guests know that you and Syed are going to ask them that question. Well, guys, we did it. Syed, this was amazing. We've wrapped up yet another Med Lasso. Ali, I am so happy you came on. I know you were excited. We were delighted to have you. Thank you, my friend. Of course. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you so much, Syed. I can't believe that I got to be on Med Lasso. This, is the, this has just made my entire year. Syed, we did it, buddy. We, we, we've locked down another one. We got amongst it. I'm delighted. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> it was, this was awesome. It was so nice to meet you, Ollie. This, was, this has just been a nonstop string of highlights with this show. Speaking of a string of highlights, before we sign off, we have a, a little special treat. We decided that we needed to honor one of the highlights of the show to date. The, the, the Rick Astley never going to give you up. Dr. Shika Jane is back in the locker room with Woo! us. Shika, we're going to sing the chorus together. Take it away. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Never going to make you cry. Never going to say goodbye. Never going to tell a lie and hurt you. You guys are the best. <laughs> Thank you all so much. We'll see you on the next Med Lasso. <laughs> Big thank you to 
my friend in this Med Lasso journey, Syed Tabatabai, and to Ali Raja for joining us. What a blast that was. And thank you to Shika Jane for parachuting in to join us in our Rick Rolling adventure. That was super duper fun. She has just wrapped up an amazing Women in Medicine Summit, did an incredible job. I know she's tired, but she participated in this really cool thing. I hope you all enjoyed it. My thanks as well to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Thanks to all of you, of course, for listening to this episode of Med Lasso. I'm glad that people are enjoying it. We're having a blast with it. Please do come over to Twitter. Hashtag Med Lasso is where we're chatting about Ted Lasso and all of the great things that we're seeing and enjoying about it. Please do feel free to participate. Please do leave a five-star rating and a review for Explore the Space Podcast wherever you like to download your shows. This was episode number 250. I cannot wait for the next 250. This is awesome. I am grateful and humbled by your support. It's a total blast to have you along. We will be back soon with more great episodes. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.